that intro if there's a song you're gonna play for an intro it wakes you up good morning uh it is march 16th let me get my coffee here one sec got it all right march 16th 2018 it's a friday we're back in halifax nova scotia um I'm rolling solo today. Tom's out west still. I'm going to be in Nova Scotia a little bit longer than I intended to be, so we're going to be doing this solo today. I'll be getting guests on. Um, I haven't really thought this through, but as of now, today, I'll be doing this by myself. I got a little rundown here of things I want to talk about. It's been a month, so there's plenty of things we could talk about. I don't think I could cover everything. I'd like to do this for an hour. But we'll get through it. We'll get through the things I want to talk about. A lot has interested me. Actually, it's been two months since the last podcast, LA. So, we'll get through some things here. Talk about what's been on my mind. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. It's all the same in my books. Rest in peace, by the way, to Stephen Hawking. Wasn't really a big fan of him, but I know a lot of people were, so he must have done a lot of great things in this world. So good to have, good for him. Um, I know he had something to do with space. I really should have did a little bit more research on him before I brought him up. I really feel, if you have someone famous in your family that passes away, what a great feeling. I know it still sucks that someone passes away, but the family, like the legacy that's left on to your family... Your whole life, you can go on. Yeah, Stephen Hawking. He was my, uh, he was my, oh, he was my nephew. He's my uncle. And then for the rest of your life, you have someone to talk about, stories to tell. Because at the end of the day, what makes the world go around, I think, is stories, stories, money, and vagina. This is good coffee. But yeah, so shout out to Stephen Hawking. Rest in peace. You know what's crazy that I heard about this guy is that he had a sense of humor. Had a sense of humor talking through a computer, which is a very difficult thing to do, I could imagine. I've never talked through a computer, but having a sense of humor typing and then a robot-generated voice to display the sentences or the paragraphs that you're trying to say, and people getting a laugh from that, I think that says something about your personality. But then again, he was very rich. And a lot of people laugh at rich people, even though they're not funny. So there could be some liars out there that said he had a sense of humor, even though he didn't. It's interesting. And that's just one of those things. Eh, no one will ever know if he was actually a really funny person. I think a movie actually just came out about him. I should watch that. Maybe that'll give me a little bit more insight of whether or not he was a funny person. Talking through a computer. 
it's funny the year 2018 they still don't have a fluent voice to talk through a computer it's like hello but i use a uh, but but it's very choppy robotic you think by now they would have something more along the lines of a fluent human voice because if you look at all these sex dolls there's a lot of documentaries coming out about these sex dolls and when you hear them talk they still talk like a robot they still go i out you are sexy deeper deeper it's still i feel like if you were having excuse excuse me i feel like if you were having sex with a robot my voice i can't even talk right now i need some water Yeah, I feel like if you were having sex with a robot and an animated voice came out like that was talking like a robot, deep or deep, like something like that, that would turn you off. You would need a, a real human voice. Like that movie Red with, like, I think it was a computer he was talking to the whole time. Um, what's the guy's name? Nokeem Phoenix... Phoenix Nokeem? Nokeem Phoenix? The guy that was in The Gladiator? Yeah, the guy that was in The Gladiator. He was in that movie Red, and he started having a relationship with his computer. Now, don't get me wrong, I think a relationship with your computer is a little weird, but I think the fact that the relationship worked was because her voice was beautiful. The voice that the... I don't know why I'm saying her, but the voice that the computer displayed as the female... It was a beautiful voice, and you can get turned on by that. So now picture an amazing voice on a sexy robot, a sexy sex robot. That could work. I always think about that. If these sex robots in virtual reality really, if they really work out the bugs, and then they display it to the population, I don't think there will be, I just don't think men will leave their homes. Maybe women, I don't know. I don't know if women use sex dolls. I, I get they just use dildos. I'm not sure in that in the other expertise, but I do know a little bit when it comes to men, they might intend to not not leave the house. If if they could, the only reason really men leave the house is to have sex. I could be wrong there too. Sex dolls and virtual reality is going to ruin this world. Don't listen to me. It's too early. I don't have my thoughts right. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this. If I ever do do it solo and I have nothing else to do throughout the day, I'm going to do it earlier in the morning. Because when we did the podcast back in Vancouver, like Tom and I both worked the same hours essentially. And then we did the podcast around 5, 6, 7, sometimes 8 o'clock at night. And you would just be exhausted. So whenever there's days where I know I'm not going to have a guest on, I'm, I think I'm just going to do this earlier in the morning and see where it goes. I might have more energy. I figure I'd like to do it when I have my morning coffee. Um, take my two vitamins, vitamin B, and my chewy multivitamins that are left out for me on the counter every morning. So with those vitamins, the coffee, it could just give me a little extra bump in the morning. And then I figure I talk into this mic for an hour and see what happens. So, But I do wish I had a glass of water with me now that I have the coffee. What was I talking about? Yeah, Steve, so Stephen Hawking. Uh, rest in peace, my dude. You are a legend. I'm going to find out a lot more about you 
after this podcast see i hate that i hate that i'm doing that because people always become legends after they die it's like i wish i knew about the guy when he was alive it's now that he's dead i'm gonna research him it would have been cool to know some facts about the guy while he was living but then again what would i have done i would have i would have reached out to him i don't think so so i guess in my case it doesn't really matter but still i'll look i'll look it up i'll see what he's he's done talking through a computer having a sense of humor that interests me all right what else did i want to talk about here um Tiger's back, ladies and gentlemen. Tiger's Tiger Woods is back. Speaking of sex, uh, he's back. Why is he back? Nobody knows. Is did he take enough time off to recharge his batteries? I think I think he had a back. Something was wrong with his back or shoulder. Something was wrong with him. Um, you know, he could be back to his old ways, and maybe that's why he's back on the green. Nobody really knows, but I think it's good for the the golf world that Tiger's back, and I don't think anybody can disagree with me there. Tiger Woods is golf. I don't really watch golf anyways unless it's on the TV and my dad's watching it or something like that, but when I hear Tiger's doing well on Sunday, I'm definitely there. I gotta slow down. I'm definitely watching Tiger Woods. There's just something about him. You know, It's it's a, he's a... He's good. That's what it's about. And what am, what am I talking about? He's a good golf player. He's incredible. Some of his highlights from the early 2000s. Remember that chip? I don't know where the chip. I think, I, don't, I think it was from the bunker. The sand bunker? I don't know my golf terms. I think it was from the sand. It was like that one shot where like the ball was almost in the hole. And then it stopped right on the Nike logo for like a second. Maybe two seconds. And then it dunked right in the hole. Probably the best golf shot golf shot of all time. And then Nike used it as a commercial. I was amazed by that. I think that was like 2001. Right after 9-11. That's what the world needed. Was a little bit of joy from an American. I remember seeing that. Actually no. I didn't see it live. I saw it on the highlights. But still. An unbelievable shot. So Tiger's back, nonetheless. We'll see if he can do what he did back in the early 2000s. Doubtful, but it would be good to see Tiger go out on top. I think all the greats in sports need to go out on a big bang. If you look at Kobe, he put up 60. If you look at Jeter, he hit that, I think it was a walk-off winner in, in, uh, in Yankee Stadium. Um, that's all I can really think of right now. Kobe and Jeter. Um but it would be good to see him go on top. I wish I could see the real life of Tiger Woods. Like if there was ever a documentary put out about him. Like it would be nice just to see him go to Vegas with Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter. And see them go to the clubs, the casino, the strip club, smoke a stogie, have a nice cocktail. It would be good to see that side of Tiger. Not the not the family man Tiger. You'd be see a good it would be see a good it would be but a bit of a but a boo boo. It would be oh, Jesus, Justin. Give me a sec here, people. I'm sorry. It would be good to see Tiger in his real personality, because you know he's a tiger in real life when it comes to the partying and the women and the other extracurricular activities. It would be good to see that side of him. But us as the general public will never get to see that. Never get to see that because he has to keep a clean image, even though. Everybody knows there's another side of Tiger that just wants to let loose. And I think we got to let that Tiger loose for that side of his personality. Do you get what I'm saying? But 
that's just my fantasy land. We'll never get to see that. The only documentary we'll ever get to see about Tiger, it's going to come out in like 10 years. He's going to be in the kitchen cooking breakfast for his kids, making fruit smoothies. His wife's going to be there rubbing his back, smiling. And the next thing you know, he's going to be in the backyard with his kids, chipping away, putting away. And they're just going to make him look like a real family man. This is going to be when he retires, and then he's just going to go off in the sunset. And then hopefully that documentary will see, oh, that's the real Tiger. That's the family man Tiger, that who he, who he really is. That's that's Tiger. That Tiger we saw 20 years ago with the sex scandal. That's not really Tiger. This is this is the Tiger we all know and love, the family man Tiger. And honestly, the documentary, it might fool a couple people, but not this guy. It's not going to fool me. I know who the real Tiger is. And I hope a lot of people listening here know who the real Tiger is too. And let me just say this. Just because just because a lot of the world thinks what he did was wrong, which it was It was wrong. You cheated on your wife with a million, a million uh, European skin and even whores, which is not right. You should not be doing that. But I just want a lot of people to know that it's not his fault. He was born with a disease. And you can't get over that. But what he did was wrong. Don't get me wrong. But he's back, so that's good for golf. Let's get off this topic. Tiger, I love you if you're listening. Um, is Bitcoin still going? Is Bitcoin still a thing? I don't know. Um, so I did mention, mention, excuse me, that I'm back in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, the weather is bullshit, but I am very happy to be back. Don't get that mixed up. I knew what I was getting myself into coming back to Halifax. I bought a toque. Stay warm. Um, the talks that I've been having here is about a CFL team coming back. I don't really know much about the CFL or a team coming here, but what I do know is that in order for a team to come here, uh, a stadium needs to be built. In order for a stadium to be built, it has to come from the tax payers' dollars. And I'm a taxpayer. I pay tax here, so I would be paying for the football stadium. Now, I don't really care about football, so I don't care about the CFL, so that's I'm a little torn between it. I was watching the news like a month ago, maybe, and there was a rally for the CFL team to come to Halifax, and there was 20 people, a bunch of 20 old guys who were retired, who were wearing BC Lions jerseys, and they were up in the camera saying, I'd go, I'd even go to the practices. So I just don't know who would go. But with that being said, it is something to do. And I think a lot of people in the city are always looking for something to do. Um, it's going to be a lot of money to build a stadium. I don't even know where they build the stadium. Other than a CFL, you can't just build a stadium for a CFL team. You'd have to build it for other reasons. I guess you could have concerts there. You could bring ACDC here. Where would people park? I don't know why I'm talking like I have all the answers. I have I have absolutely no idea. No idea. I'm really just trying to think in the back of my head would I go. I, you know what? I would go, and I probably wouldn't like it, and then I'd probably never go back. Just like most things. But, you know, I don't... Hey. Like, maybe a lot of people do like football. I'm just one guy. If there was a lacrosse, like a professional lacrosse team that came here... I know lacrosse isn't the most popular sport, but I'd go probably see every single game. So there could be a lot of people here in the city of Halifax that love CFL football. And I I haven't done any market research. Let's put it that way. I'm not calling anyone up getting surveys done. 
So there could be a lot of people out there. Maybe the 20 people that showed up to the rally the other day, maybe everyone else was at work and they couldn't make the rally. And maybe those 20 people just represented, you know, 15,000 people. I don't even know how big a CFL stadium is. It can't be, it can't be more than 10, 15, yeah, 15,000. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Beer sales would be good at these games. People love to drink here. Tailgating. That's something I did not even think of. I've always wanted to be in a tailgate. Yeah, the football game would be cool, but tailgating, I always thought that would be a lot of fun. One, because you don't do it for that long, and then you know after you get to go watch a game. Maybe watching football while you have a couple pops in you is fun. I don't know. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm convincing myself that maybe this would be fun. Really due to the tailgating. One, because I love barbecue food, and two, because I love beer. So mix those two things together in a parking lot with buddies on a Sunday. Or I don't know what day the CFL plays it could be Sunday. Maybe that would be kind of fun. Tickets couldn't be that expensive. Go with some buddies, have some barbecue, some beer. Go watch some grown men who have jobs other than the CFL beat each other up. Maybe it would be fun. What would you name the team, though? The Halifax Harbors. The Halifax... Rain, no, that's taken. The Halifax, the Halifax Weathermen, the Halifax Citadels, the Halifax Navy Ships, the Halifax Rain, the Halifax Cold, the Halifax Windy, the Halifax Bump Holes. In the highway, the Halifax. You know what I always thought would be funny? Is if you were shooting a documentary with the mayor of Halifax. I don't even know who it is now. Andy Fillmore? And you were driving with him in a car. And you had the camera right on both of the two people doing the documentary. And you ran over a pothole in the city. And then you just looked right at him and waited for his reaction. Because you know that pothole was his fault. It's his job to clean up the pothole. And get the camera close up on Andy Fillmore. I think it's Andy Fillmore. I don't know, was it another guy? Mike Savage? I don't know, I've been gone for too long. Whoever it is, Andy or Mike. And then just get the camera close up on his face as we drive over the pothole. And just see what he says. Would he say sorry? Would he say my bad? Or would he just completely ignore it and blame someone else? Like, I'm not the pothole guy. I'm the pay the teacher salary union guy. Who knows what he would say. Alright, enough about that. CFL, if you come, I'd give it a shot. That's all I have to say. But then again, you gotta build a stadium. That's a lot of money. Anyways, I'll, I'll go. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about hockey, actually. Hockey's been a very interesting sport this year. It's been very controversial. And controversy is good for the NHL right now, I think. And when you come to the NHL and you talk controversy right now, you bring up one thing, and that is goalie interference. That's right. 
goalie interference. It's mayhem. The goose is loose. Nobody knows what to do. There's people complaining to Batman. Batman complaining to the people. Everyone's pointing fingers. And to be quite honest, if you're a player and a GM or a coach, yeah, it does suck. You don't know what's going on. It does suck. I completely agree. But if you're a journalist, a reporter, or just an average fan, I guess it doesn't. I guess if you're a fan, it does kind of suck if it if your team loses from it. So scratch the fan. But if you're a journalist or a reporter, you're in heaven right now because it's just giving you storyline after storyline after storyline. And I know Gary Bettman is not happy after all these coaches are yelling at the league saying, fix it up, fix it up. And Gary's not taking that. Gary thinks everything's fine. Gary thinks everything's smooth. Gary thinks everything is running completely normal. But on the ice, in the NHL, the average fan, the average reporter, and the average journalist know that it is mayhem. And that there's going to be another incident like Brett Hall in the 1999 Stanley Cup Finals, Dallas versus Buffalo, where Brett Hall's skate was in the crease and they scored a goal, even though it shouldn't have been a goal, and then they went on to win the Stanley Cup. That's going to be the exact same thing that happens in this NHL playoffs. It's going to be Crosby versus Flurry. Crosby's going to be in the crease. He's going to bump it in. There's going to be a little goaltender interference. Bada bing, bada boom. The Pens are probably going to win the cup again. But there's going to be goalie interference. It's going to be called back. There's going to be mayhem. It's going to be the craziest story the NHL has ever heard. Mark my words. This will happen. Nonetheless, it's giving the players and the coaches an opportunity to express how they feel. And I don't think the NHL players really express anything other than, yeah, you know, we played well. We forechecked, uh, backchecked. You know, we played well, we just got to play better in the defensive zone, and the next time we'll come out with the win. That robot bullshit. So with this whole controversy, goalie interference, it's given players and coaches to show a little bit more of their personality because they're getting pissed off in real life, which I don't mind, which I do not mind. Just one sec, I got a text here. Can you put groceries away? Yeah, sure. So I don't mind it. Goalie interference, it sucks. I think that it's extremely hard to score goals right now in the NHL. Extremely hard. If you look at how many 50 goal scorers there are every year now, it's like one, two. And if you look three, four years ago, there was a couple more. There was a couple more for sure. And I think with this goalie interference rule, it's making it harder for players to score these goals. So we'll see what happens there. Gary's got to fix it. Gary's got to fix that rule. Uh, I also wanted to talk about who is going to be the MVP of the league this year. Who will be the MVP? There's too many good players right now in the top of the scoring. And is that how you predict the MVP of the NHL? Who's the better scoring? You know what I mean? Who has the most scoring? Or is it who helps their team on a daily basis? Because I was watching Malkin the other day. Boy, that good guy. He's, he's a good player. And then if you look at Kucherov, he's a great player as well. It's interesting. I don't know who you'd pick. I don't know how you pick it. Yeah, they'll figure it out. I'm not stressing over that. That was actually a terrible topic to bring up. Who's MVP? Who gives a fuck? 
It's good to see that Toronto is doing well, though. Very happy. Good for them. That Austin Matthews kid is a special player. He is going to get a massive contract next year. He'll be uh, he'll sign a hundred million dollars next year. Eight years. He'll be the king of Toronto. Him and Drake probably get bunk beds together. Toronto, I'd say Toronto will win a cup within the next three three years. They have a great team. They got to fill a couple pieces, but they have their core in place. I think that Anderson guy, the goaltender, I think he's a great player. He got drafted like seventh round, I think. He was a seventh rounder, which is incredible. Just goes to show you, it doesn't matter where you're drafted. If you're drafted, you can still make the team. You know, Henrik Lundqvist just signed actually a contract, I think like a month ago. He was drafted last overall in his draft year. I think it was the same draft year as Crosby, actually. 2007, 6, 5, 2005. He was drafted last overall in the seventh round. And now he's on the same line as Crosby, essentially. Just goes to show you, pretty crazy. And yeah, that guy just signed a contract as well. The NHL, it's heating up. Actually, speaking of Toronto, the Raptors, I don't want to talk about sports. But yeah, if anyone listening, tune into the Raptors. They're doing well. If there's a year they can come out of the East, it's this year. Because Cleveland doesn't know what they're doing. Boston is, they're okay, but Toronto's better. So they, you know, Toronto could go to the finals and maybe do something against Golden State or Houston. I don't know. I even the even the West is not yawn in there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a sports expertise. Maybe I, I should become one. Cause it seems that there's a lot of them and they all seem to know what they're talking about. So I just if I put a front on with confidence that I know what I'm talking about, maybe I'll land a job in it. I'm just willing to admit I don't know anything about it. And I guess these sports experts, they just admit that they know everything about it. They're all pricks. I guess you just have to have a stern stance on your opinion. And don't let down. Don't and just back it up. That's all it really takes. That's all it really takes. Yeah, so the high button's back, baby. What's the date? Yeah, we did two months ago. We were back in L.A. We did it with uh, Grant Keddy and uh, Matty Galaxy. It was a great podcast. Good to be out in Hollywood. I think I think one of them is actually back. I think Grant's back, maybe. Nonetheless, uh, it was good to be out there. Happy to be home. Uh, it was great weather. Uh, made a lot of good connections out there. I'll be back there at some point. We'll see. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy about it. So, I think... I don't even know how long this thing has been running for. Oh, it's only been 27 minutes. we got to keep this going here, fellas. And ladies, if you're listening. Oh, yeah, we wanted to talk about uh, Danny Ves- Vasquez, a baseball player for the Detroit Tigers, beat up his wife. I'm sorry to hear that. The guy's lost all of his contract, and he's probably going to go to jail, and he's never going to play in the MLB again. I don't even know if Ray Rice plays in the NFL now after beating his wife it's a life sentence knowing you've worked your whole life to play a professional sport 
and then you get labeled a wife beater, and your life is essentially over. You can't do anything. You're stuck. Yeah. You deserve it. You beat your wife. And when they get footage of it, that's when you know you're done. He took her out in the hallway. I think it was at the stadium. It was like outside the dugout. One, I don't know why the wife was near the dugout. And two, if you're near the dugout, shouldn't you know where the cameras are? Anyways, beat the wife on camera, on TMZ, on the news, everywhere. The guy's done. Detroit kicked him off the roster. I don't know if he's still going to get paid, though. If he still gets his contract money. There could have been some guaranteed millions in there. Or Detroit just could have been like, take me to court. We're not paying you a cent. Anyways, young guy, too. I think he's like 22, 21, 24. Anyways, terrible, terrible thing. Beating up your wife. Can't do it. Can't do it. If there was one sport I wish I played, other than hockey and lacrosse, it was baseball. Does that make sense? A lot of hockey players play baseball. I guess a lot of hockey players play golf. I never got into the golf. Maybe I will this summer. Yeah, we'll get into it this summer. We gotta get some guests on here. I could ask so many questions, but I'm answering them myself. And that's not healthy for anyone. So I'd say we'll get a couple people on here within the next uh, within the next couple days or so. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. I appreciate it. This is the high button, and we'll talk to you later. Peace.